You are listening to Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette, the show where we take on heavy leadership topics with a lighthearted twist. This is season two. Thank you for joining. Welcome to the Lighthearted Leadership Show, the show where we take on heavy leadership topics with a lighthearted twist. I'm your host, Dr. Lizette Warner. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us. As I said, I'm Dr. Lizette Warner. Lizette to you. I am your power poise and presence author and host for today. That's right. I've written a book called Power, Poise, and Presence, and I am knee deep in revisions at the moment. The book is set to publish in early 2023. And as I've been writing on this topic and speaking on Power, Poise, and Presence, I wanted to share with you a couple of things. One, I spoke at a TEDx event, so TEDx McKinney. A few months ago on the origin story of Power, Poison, Presence, it's a, a fiery story, <laughs> and you can find the TEDx video on my website, OptimumVobis.com. I ended up meeting, as part of that whole endeavor, I ended up meeting some amazing humans. And before I tell you about those humans, if you want to join my author street crew to learn about the book or get early chapter releases and win some book swag, hop on over to the website, join my street crew. I speak about my Power, Poison, Presence story to other podcasts, organizations, teams. If you need a speaker or an MC, look me up. Actually, I just came back from the UK where I was master of ceremonies for an oncology meeting for Philips Healthcare. It, that was pretty enlightening and, and uplifting, too, to find out what's going on in um, cancer care and how that's, that's in, being improved. You can find photos of me and my adventures on LinkedIn and Instagram, but back to my TEDx event and an audience, you know, if you listen to the show, I wander, I tend to wander, um, but back to TEDx. So I was telling you, I met outstanding people and I heard their breakthrough stories and one of the breakthrough ideas. Um, and so I wanted to bring some of those guests on today's show and some of the breakthrough ideas that they had were just amazing. And one of the amazing humans is my invited guest on today's show. I have a couple of guests for you. Um, one is uh, Nicole and, um, and Lisa Hammett. So Nicole Blackwell and Lisa Hammett. So Lisa uh, was stressed and completely burned out in her career. She found her passion back in 2005, left her career, and dropped 65 pounds. Her passion is to help people achieve their personal and professional goals. Lisa says everything is possible if your head is in the game. So I want to welcome Lisa to Lighthearted Leadership. Hey, Lisa. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Awesome. Happy to be here. Yeah, I you know, I was telling the the audience how I I was just mesmerized by your breakthrough story. And I'm, I'm really curious. I wanted to bring you on um on the show because I wanted to hear what inspired you to the TEDx stage. Oh, that's a good question. So as you had mentioned, I had reached burnout and I left my corporate job. And since then, I left in 2005, I dropped my weight and then I've been health and wellness coaching. And I've been speaking in front of large groups for over 11 years. And I really have a passion for it. 
And when I found that TEDx was coming to McKinney, I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that. So I went through the process because, as you know, it's quite a process. You have to apply and the whole bit. And fortunately, I was selected. And I'm so glad I was because, as you know, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it stood out in my mind as well. I had never... It was the first time I was ever on a on a TEDx stage. Um, and I have a few more questions for you. And I, I just wonder if maybe we should introduce, um, have you introduce yourself to the audience and, and what you do now. Sure, absolutely. So I am a success coach and I help uh, business executives and owners um, manage stress to prevent burnout and to get healthy so they can lead their happiest, healthiest, most fulfilled life. So I do one-to-one coaching. I do group coaching. I'm a professional speaker. And I recently authored a book from burnout to best life, which mm-hmm. integrates my journey of reaching burnout and moving past that uh, to a happy, healthy, fulfilled life. So that's me. Yeah, definitely. And I have your book. Right Yay! Here. <laughs> Yay! You came to my book signing. I was so I happy. Did. <laughs> I'm so excited to go to your book signing because I'm I'm coming out with a book too. I and, know, and I, can't I wanted to learn. How do you do it? Yeah. Um this this was your debut book as well, correct? It was, yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um and so thrilled that your, you know, your book is doing so well. Thank you. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to bring on and introduce Nicole Blackwell um, as well. Nicole, so you know Nicole. We we she spoke at the TEDx event. Nicole wears many hats and has diverse interests, but above all, she is a writer and a storyteller at heart. She had me hooked with her storytelling. Nicole is originally from the San Fran- San Francisco Bay Area. Um, but the DFW area is her second home and where she currently resides. She has a background in media productions. And actually, Nicole is also the producer for Lighthearted Leadership. Nicole has worked as a content creator, producer, copywriter, project manager, and creative director for various media-related projects. So it's my pleasure to bring uh, Nicole to Lighthearted Leadership. Nicole, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Nicole, you do. <laughs> you do wear many hats. I do. I wear lots of hats. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. No, I was going to say people often ask me like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, so many things. I think one of the things I, I was in, I don't know if you guys know Clubhouse, that, uh, it's like an audio platform. Uh-huh. They, uh, I was in a room called multi-hyphenates. And I was like, I wonder what that means. And I get in and the guy starts explaining a multi-hyphenate is essentially someone who's passionate about a variety of things. And I was like, that is what I am. So now I'm like, I'm a multi-hyphenate. That's what I call myself. Um, curious. I had that question because I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> 
Yeah, just basically means a person with a passionate about a diverse amount of things. So usually we have one or two passions and things that drive us, but I really do like storytelling is I say that at the intersection of all of my passions is storytelling because that is what I'm most passionate about. And it's really using everything that I do to tell a story. So even in production of podcasts and production of anything that I do, it's about how can I use my gift to tell a story with whatever it is that I'm creating. And that is, so at the heart of it, storytelling is, is the big thing, but it's really just finding how to, how to pull the story out of whatever it is that I do. You are so skilled at stories. I've seen some of your Instagram stories. They're, <laughs> you're, they're riveting. You are gifted at that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. My my journey to the TEDx stage kind of came through that because I've been writing all of my life since I was probably like eight or nine years old. I write because I write everything. Um, stories, copywriting. I do scripts. I do a little everything. I do want to write a book, too. So I'm going to have to check in with you ladies on that process because I, I've been wanting to write one. But just the discipline of all the things it takes. I'm I'm getting my doctorate right now and I'm working through that extra long paper and it's the the process is just the hardest <laughs> the hardest thing to do but um I've been comfortable being behind the scenes and being in production and my my initial goal was to be a producer for television behind the scenes writing stuff and what I learned is that nobody is going to tell my story the way that I can and so I had to become comfortable sitting in front of the camera and using my own words and using my own voice. And so I started doing True Story Tuesday, which is a segment that I do in my car. I had to sit there every Tuesday and tell a story from my life with a good moral at the end. Um, but the goal of that was to be able to do a TED Talk. And then there was a TED Talk and then I was able to do it. So it it really kind of kind of manifested itself in the process of me getting comfortable just using my own voice. And I'm, I'm an advocate for that in everything I do, especially for women, like finding your own voice and using it and knowing that it matters. So everything that I do, I'm advocating for women to speak up and know that your voice matters, your opinions matter, all those things matter in the process. Wow. Your, your storytelling was, it was, I said riveting, but it, it was, you have this cadence to your speech like it, I felt the, the audience like hooked into you and I'm curious Lisa since you're you know I'm following your footsteps in writing a book Nicole is following seems like she's following in the tracks too so yeah. I want to come back to you and ask what advice might you have because my audience knows I'm writing a book as well and some of them are trying to write their own book, just like Nicole. So what would, what would you share? That's a great question. I think oftentimes when people think of writing a book, they're like, well, I start at the beginning and then I write all the way to the end. No, <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. You might start in the middle, you might start at the end. It just kind of depends. Um, and you know, some people have brilliant ideas, but they just can't put it on paper. So I, I love writing content, so I was able to do that fairly easily, but I do have a lot of connections to people who are ghost writers and, and so forth that can really take what is in your head and, and put it on paper. So I started through blogging during the pandemic, and I've always liked to write, uh, but I've never 
you know, it was more like uh, social media content. I never really did anything publication wise. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this is a really good time to start blogging because I felt like I had a voice and, you know, let's encourage people because it's a really challenging time. So I did that and I got a lot of amazing feedback. And I noticed that my connections started growing, especially on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. And I had people just comment about, wow, this is really helpful. And then throughout my connections, I started connecting with um, publishers and just other people like in the publishing world, just randomly. And they would look at my content because it's all on my website. And they would say, have you ever thought of writing a book? And the first couple of times I just kind of chuckled and said, no, this is good. You know, well, it kept happening. And I'm of my faith. It's, you know, somebody's telling me that there's a little voice in my head saying, okay, you need to write a book because it just kept happening all the time. And then I was randomly talking to a friend of mine um, and they, I just said this to them and they're like, oh my gosh, you should write a book. Why? You're the perfect person. I'm like, okay, I get it. (laughs) It's time to write a book. So what I did is I just really went from my blog posts and I started putting them in some kind of order and started moving things around and then adding additional content, incorporated some of the things that I wrote in some of my social media posts. And then when I actually hired an editor, she was really able to give me a a better big picture, high level about, well, this makes more sense, you know, to put these together. Maybe you could edit this. Oh, you need to write more here. And then I actually had five key people that I definitely Mm -hmm. respected who are from all different walks of life. Some fellow coaches, others were authors, some were just good friends of mine, networking partners, but they were all people that I highly respected. And I knew that they would give me honest feedback. And boy, did they ever. And it was the best thing that could have happened because, you know, you get ingrained and you get really passionate about what you're you're saying. But you really do need somebody to kind of look through a different lens and see the big picture. And some of it was kind of hard to take. And I in my mind, I was starting to kind of go, hmm, hmm, I don't know that. And then. It took one of my friends who, for whatever reason, she was incredibly constructive, but the way she didn't, didn't offend me. In fact, I was like, wow, that's really good. That's really great insight. So again, I encourage anybody who's deciding to write a book that you do, you find your key players who can be kind of like your book launch team or whomever. And there are people that you really, really value their feedback and you respect them and they know that they could, that they'll be able to really look at it from an objective lens and then be open to that feedback, you know? So that's, that's my recommendation. It's a process. I'll tell you, there's so many pieces to it, as you know, Lizette, I mean, I couldn't believe how many different people need to touch that before. And I, I went through a hybrid publisher. I didn't even 100% self-publish or go to a big publishing house. But there's still so much that I didn't know. But yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah, totally right. Yeah, Nicole, there is people who haven't written a book. And, and I haven't seen the whole process yet. I think Lisa has. I've seen part of the process it is a process i you're right lisa there's so many steps and so many so many people who touch your book and your manuscript so what i typically tell people is write just 
right. It doesn't necessarily even need to make sense. Similar to you, Lisa, kind of what you said. Similar to you, my experience was, Lizette, when's your book coming out? When, you know, from from my fellow coaches, from my my peers, my clients were asking for things. So I would write things up, you know, for them to help them. Or I'd write a, I started the podcast for them. And in all of it, just it, people kept asking. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I need to write my book. <laughs> I got to write my book. And for me, my the, the process was I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research to, am, am I on the right track? You know, what um, I got the statistics and the numbers and got all of that um, together. And then I, I put it around my, one of the programs that I have, one of my coaching programs that I work with people. And I just started writing all of it down, writing the discoveries, writing the ahas, what worked for this person. And, and that's how I put the book together. But yeah, you're right, Lisa. There are so many people who touch that book. So, and, and the other thing that I love that you said, Lisa, was get a crew around you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. People who will read your book, uh, who will read, you know, chapters and give you comments. I've got clients who are happily reading, reading my book to give me client, uh, to give me feedback because I have blind spots. Everybody has blind spots, right? Yeah. That's we have blind spots when we drive. That's why Nicole, when you're doing your story from the car, you know, you've got a rear view mirror. You've got mirror <laughs> right. in the car, you've got blind spots. But um, yeah. the, the feedback helps with those blind spots of, I, I just assume like one of my blind spots is I assume everybody else knows. Um, yeah. That's, that's a huge blind spot, but the, the feedback's really good. So Nicole, no, I it is. I love that. You know, the, the five people that you were talking about is so interesting because I have so many women in my, so many people in general in my family that write and friends I have that write. And so I write a lot of things on social media and sometimes I write like long dissertation posts mm -hmm. and there's some people that read them. And then my little sister is one of the people that's like, I don't read all that, but my sister's an editor. So if I'm like, Hey, will you read this? She'll read it from a critical perspective, but just the general fluff. She's like, no, I'm not reading any of that. So it's, I think it's a good point to have those five diverse perspectives that can bring different insight into what you're writing and give you feedback from different, different angles, because they're, just like those five people, are there going to be five people that read your book from completely different perspectives as well? Mm -hmm. So I think that's right. I like that. I'm going to take that, that tip back from my yeah. five people. Love it. So this maybe this, this next question leads into kind of what we've been talking about. What's next for you, um, for both of you, now that you've been on the TEDx stage? And, and Lisa, I know you got your book, but there's next steps, right? And hearing a little bit of possible next steps for you, Nicole, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So tell us what's next for you. Lisa, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I, TEDx was just kind of the launching pad in my mind to get me more professional speaking engagements. And I had been doing some, but it, things have just really exploded and I love it. I just, I get a lot of energy from the audience and what I like about professional speaking, and this is very different from our TEDx experience, but I'm so glad we had that because it gives a different perspective, is I love being in a situation where the audience can be very interactive. So I can ask questions and get their feedback because I get a lot of energy from the crowd. 
and it just, it's exciting. So when I plan a presentation, I obviously I know my content, but I kind of loosely do it based so that I can kind of tailor it to what they're saying. That's all I ideally what I love to do. And I'm using the book kind of as a vehicle to get those speaking engagements and then also work with corporations to help uh, develop um, a wellness program that, inc that includes stress management and just, you know, developing healthy habits and how we have to take care of ourselves, um, et cetera. So that's really kind of the next steps. And then absolutely at some point I'm going to write another book and I've been asking, and this is a suggestion I would make too, when you both publish your books is ask people for critical feedback after they've read it. Now, these are clearly people who didn't read the manuscript before it went to press, but ask for feedback and just say, you know, be honest about it. And I've gotten very favorable feedback, but one, which I thought was very interesting. They said, I really wanted to see more stories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you did incorporate your story, but I wanted to hear more like, how did you help your clients and, and what did you do? And this wasn't the type of book that I wanted to do that in, but I could totally see me doing, you know, a group of stories loosely tied into like helpful tips. Whereas this is really small bit of story and a lot of, uh, techniques or best practices, whatever you want to say, to kind of get your brain working on, okay, so these are the pain points that I have that I need to address. So it was really more of a true self-help and not a story. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that will be my second book. So anyways, I would not have really decided that unless somebody had said that to me. And I totally respected that person's opinion, you know, so I felt like, oh, yeah, that's really good insight. So I'll continue to solicit that. Love it. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking as I've been writing, as I've, I'm still in revisions, but as I'm revising, I'm like, oh, there's more that I want to say about that. You know, possibly next book, as I'm talking to my revisionist editor, you know, possibly next book. And the other thing that popped in my mind is exactly what you said, Lisa, is talking to the audience after my book goes to press, what do you want to hear more of? What yes. would you like to hear more of from me? And then, you know, hopefully it'll match with kind of where I'm thinking to go. But if it doesn't, then that gives me feedback. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's a really a win-win in either way. So. Yeah. Nicole, what about you? What's next? You know, it's, it's interesting because I have been still embracing just what the feedback that I've gotten from my talk and how it's impacted people. I actually got an email from the vice president of one of the, the departments at my company yesterday. And she's like, I just watched your TED talk. And I'm like, whoa, okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. The vice president doesn't email for no reason. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was really exciting. So I, what I'm really doing is being open to kind of what creative insights are coming from that. Um, but like I mentioned, I'm, I have my true story Tuesday that I'm actually going to be ending this month. Um, so my, I have like two more left. Um, but the last one is going to be a, a, like a viewer's choice. And so I'm going to give my viewers, my followers, my fans, my people, um, a choice of four different story options that I'm going to tell. Um, but what I was going to announce is that I have a, I'm transitioning that into a radio show. Um, so it's supposed to start on November 1st, but I may delay it just a little bit just to get the format down, but it will be in the next couple months. I'll have it starting It's on a, a Christian based radio station. And I really just want to have the format hundred percent down. Um, but I will be announcing all of the details for that soon. So that'll be coming up. 
Um, I do have plans to write the book. I think one of my listenings to you guys talking about just the content in the next book is finding content for the first book and being okay with saving some stuff for next time. I have so many different ideas that just don't go together. And that comes with my multi-hyphenate brain. I'm like, I want to write about all of these things. <laughs> um, so really honing down exactly what my, what my, my conversation is going to be. Um, I didn't intend to really get into the mental health, anxiety, anger management space, but because of the feedback that I've gotten from people that just watched my talk and really resonated with the fact that the person that they see today had had and still has so many struggles with um, just anger management in general. It's a daily thing that I deal with and people are like, but you're so nice. And I'm like, that's because I've done the, the work to be able to be this nice all the time. So, but it really is just me um, focusing on the things that I can control. And so that's going to be a big part of my next chapter. Um, I also have a women's empowerment organization that I run mm -hmm. and starting in 2023, we're going to be doing workshops um, for women's empowerment. Every quarter we'll have a different theme. Um, the program's called Mina's Girls Mentoring, which is dedicated to my grandmother who passed. Um, and the programs for women's empowerment is called Empowered by Mina. So we are on Instagram and Facebook and all that, Mina's Girls Mentoring. You guys can follow us, but it's going to be some good stuff. But I look forward to telling more stories and just inspiring more people and more women to use their voices for whatever it is they want to do. Love it. All right, folks, as we round out the show today, just final words from Lisa or Nicole, what did I forget to ask you? Or what is that thing that you want to make sure that you tell? Lisa, maybe we'll start with you. Well, in, based upon what we've been talking about, I think everybody should do a TEDx. Even if you don't think you're a professional speaker, you should do it because they assign a coach to you anyway. So if you've had no speaking experience at all, you're going to be coached. And it will, like in my case, I had never had to memorize something before. I, you know, I was kind of sharing earlier how I typically do speeches and it was such a great experience for that. I mean, a lot of personal growth and then just, I, I th just think it's so valuable for everybody. And then if anybody has a, like Nicole was saying, a, a voice and they just feel like they've got to get it out, then yeah, write something. And if, if you're struggling with the actual words, then hire a ghostwriter, you know, but get it out of your head and get it onto paper because there is still so much credibility in books, which is amazing to me with the whole technology space, you know how it is now we're so technology driven and, but the, so many people still find an incredible value in a book and they like an actual book. You know, yes, for convenience, it's kind of nice if you travel to have it on Kindle, but they actually like a book. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my takeaway is that you really should do either if, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I Nicole. love that. I love that. I think for me, it's, it's similar to that. Like not just, I'm a writer and all of those things. So all of that resonates with me. But if, if you're not, if you're not a writer, you're not a speaker, you're there's something that you want to do that you're scared to do. There's something that you want to do that you don't think you can do it. Like if, if I learned anything from the TEDx experience, it's, it's that I can be empowering to other people to do whatever it is that scares them. That thing that you've been wanting to do, but you are afraid people will laugh at you. They won't like you. You won't be good at it. Do it anyway. 
And that that would be my my encouragement to people. So whatever it is, if you don't want to do a speech, that's fine. Do that thing. You know what it is. It's in your head and you've been fighting against it, but do it because you will feel so much better and so much more empowered by the fact that you did it than anything else. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Nicole, I can't wait to read your book. <laughs> so you're going to have to keep us posted. Yes, I, I can't you have, you have tons of stories in this beautiful storytelling capacity. So I, whatever direction your multi-hyphenate <laughs> takes for your book, keep us posted. <laughs> and keep me posted on you guys as well. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank you both, um, Nicole and Lisa, for being on the show today. Really appreciate having your, your voice and learning more about you and how our audience can find you. So I have just a huge, big round of applause and my gratitude um, for both, uh, both Lisa and Nicole today. So today's show is video recorded. Obviously, if you're watching it, you see that. Um, we're going to be sharing the video podcast wherever you subscribe to video podcasts and also on my YouTube channel. And I also want to thank my producer to today, Nicole, who you saw on the show. So Nicole Blackwell from Media Play Black. Um, I'm thrilled to have a producer and a team for my lighthearted leadership journey. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Um, it, you know what? A team is essential. I think Nicole and, and Lisa spoke to this a little bit of having a, a team around you when you're you're writing your book, editing it, or getting feedback. So while I was in the UK, I was convinced to start up um, leadership teams for professionals. I ran into a bunch of professionals. So I have a few spots available on my next leadership team. If you're curious to discover what a leadership team can do for you, check out my website, sign up for a small group intro session with a leadership team. If you like the show, please share us with a friend, leave us a review, please help us grow. We need your help to grow. I want to thank you today for joining us on the show. Next time, join us for another peek at Lighthearted Moves for Your Life. life. You have been listening to Lighthearted Leadership no with Lizette. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. 